Dante cast an icy glare at Sunshine. I did work out all the angles. It's not a leap in logic to assume that I was going to double-cross you. You had to have known. It would have happened sometime. And when you would triple-cross me? And I would be ready for that as well. Whether it was now, or a week, or a month, or years from now, this was going to happen. When the bringer kills you, and he doesn't even remotely give a shit about you, you'll make a noise. You'll scream, you bastard. You'd better scream. You've been sitting in an electric chair all this time and never knew it. Let's hit the juice now, shall we? Flip the fucking switch, Igor. There will be no calls from the governor tonight. Dante started to maniacally laugh. He couldn't help it. This was everything he planned for. From the moment he left his apartment, with his would-be assailants gasping and grasping their ruined genitals, this had all gone the way Dante had wanted it to, the way Dante Kindness needed it to. Sunshine was, indeed, trying to scream. The endbringer energy Dante was exerting was literally burning Sunshine from the inside out. Sunshine's throat was rupturing and filling with blood that was slowly beginning to boil. Sunshine was fulfilling his namesake. He could feel his skin slacken as his veins filled with flames. As Sunshine collapsed to his knees, Dante leaned down, keeping contact and keeping the conduit open. Dante's laughter became hoarse and grating. The power that flowed from him was intoxicating. Sunshine lay on the ground, fetal, weakened against the force of literal biblical proportions. Dante closed his eyes and sent out one last push of energy, feeling the throbbing pulse of it leave him and enter sunshine. Behind Dante Kynes' eyelids, in the bright blackness, he saw his parents. While their eyes glowed with a soft relief that their last son was safe, their faces were long with the terror that he may not be safe from himself anymore. A wet death rattle broke Dante from his troubling trance, and he looked down at what was left of sunshine. The suit lay impotently on the ground, soaked with blood and other bodily fluids. The pants and jacket still held their shape, weakly framed by the remaining skeleton. Dante slumped to the floor, giving the yellow-suited puddle a wide berth. He closed his eyes again, feeling the power of the bringer quiet throughout his body, and the roar of it dulled to a whisper in his head. He could feel Raven Jane was close to the brownstone. It would be five, maybe six minutes before she made her way down to him and the motley graveyard he'd created around himself. Dante suddenly felt the true weight of what he had done, what he was now. There was one more angle to work. He breathed deep, pulled his knees to his chest, and began to rock back and forth. That was an excerpt from Strangest Kindness. My name is Doug, and this is Mr. Wright. As you can guess from not only the accompanying piece, but the name of this episode, I'm going to be talking about death scenes. The next couple episodes are going to get weirdly morbid. Um, writing a death scene is a lot of fun. Uh, you get to pretty much brutally kill your darlings, as they say, uh, and if this is something that you knew was going to happen and it wasn't um, an organic choice or an accident, then I've always looked forward to kind of killing the bad guy. Um, I look forward to that in movies and in books, in comics. And writing a death scene was immensely fun. It actually took a lot out of me because I had to really sit and think about what death was the most befitting to not only be for the bad guy, but for 
my protagonist as well, Dante Kindness, and his nemesis, Mr. Sunshine. You can go about writing a death scene really one of two ways. Um, one, of course, I've talked about it on many episodes. I work from an outline uh, in that I know there's going to be a death scene and I will intricately, intricately plot it out. Um, I knew that Dante was going to basically burn Mr. Sunshine because I wanted to do that play on his name and give Dante kind of the intoxicating feel of the power he was going to have as the Endbringer. You could also write this organically. That can be fun as well, because then you just sit there and you go, oh my god, and the blood did this, or then the thing fell on him, or his legs mysteriously fell off, or whatever it is. Uh, it can be a lot of fun writing a death scene, but like I said, it did take a lot out of me emotionally in terms of I had been not only working on Stranger's Kindness for a couple years, but to finally get to the point where I was going to kill the bad guy, I really had to get into a semi-dark mindset. I mean, it was it was a maniacal glee that I had writing this, um, but I do remember that I, at the end, was like, okay, even if it's not the 2,000 words or whatever the number was, I, ha I had a word count goal that day. Whatever the, the count was, I know I didn't hit it. I remember that specifically, but I went, okay, this was a huge undertaking in terms of writing the death scene and giving Dante his due and, and giving uh, Sunshine his comeuppance. And in that, it was emotionally exhausting. It was having a, a brain baby, as I've talked about. Even getting that close to the end of the novel, um, I still had the denouement to write and to kind of wrap everything up and think about how I was going to set it up for a sequel in a matter of, like, three chapters, four chapters. But I really just one day sat down and went, okay, we're going to get this death scene done, and then that's that's going to be it for the day. Because I knew that while I was going to put a lot of energy into it in a good way, it was going to take a lot of energy, once again, in a good way, but in a, in a way that I was like, okay, I'm not going to write anything else for the day. This is going to be it. I'm going to get this huge chunk done, and then there's a finish line but I want to make the death scene as visceral as humanly possible. Now, this was just the death scene. This isn't the lead-up to Dante kind of assuming the powers that he's got, and it's not, you know, I didn't discuss a lot of the double-crossing, triple-crossing stuff that happens before the actual death scene and uh, a little bit afterwards with Raven Jane, uh, who gets mentioned briefly. But this was just the scene of death. Literal death scene. Um, this is something where, like I said, you're going to have kind of the lead up to it, either, you know, starting at the beginning of the novel, obviously, um, everything's going to point to the end, but you're going to have maybe a couple chapters where you're like, okay, let's start foreshadowing this, let's start setting up kind of the Rube Goldberg machine of the double crosses, triple crosses, if you have them, if you need them, um, which I did. And, you know, it's like, let's start ramping up and let's start, you know, really, really highlighting uh, Mr. Sunshine's plan to kind of enslave, quote unquote, enslave Dante to his will um, and really like harness his power, which of course goes terribly. And then you're going to have to have, like I said, not only the denouement to 
the death scene, but usually after like that big, you know, protagonist antagonist face off, you're going to start working at the end of your third act, the denouement of the piece itself. So this is kind of setting up that, you know, I had like kind of a mini outline inside of my general outline of writing Strange's Kindness. And I did that with a few scenes where I wanted like specific information put somewhere. I needed the specific beats of foreshadowing. If you end up picking up a copy of this, everything with um, Hank, I believe her name was, or is her name's assumed. Um, everything with her like was very specifically outlined and detailed for when she shows up, what she says, when she comes back, when she comes back, and all of that. Speaking of death scenes, I'm going to call this one. So I hope this gave you some ideas on how to write a death scene. Like I said, it's a lot of fun. You can have, you really give the monster, the little monster in the back of your head that, you know, gets off on uh, people's pain. You really get to unleash that when writing a death scene. You get to have organs explode and blood boil or car chases and brutality. And it really just, you can exercise your darkest uh, murder fantasies and it's okay. And it's okay. It's so you don't do that to editors, which some are absolute scum and you will want to murder in the face. But that's a whole nother episode. So remember, you keep writing, they'll keep reading. Right on. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.